0: i
1: Oh my goodness how are you
2: i'm all right i saw that look on your face
1: when you're hey hey love you (laughs) y'all we we always have a little pre-show conversation sometimes we talk about what we're going to talk about but today we just talked so y'all gonna get catches catches catch catch can because it is uh two days before the winter solstice and six days before christmas
2: i guess something I... like
1: that i i'm trying to count up on my fingers and toes so we're both busy as a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest
2: or a one-arm paper hanger
1: or uh busy as bees i'm busy as a bee i'm busy what other busy things are they?
2: Well, women in general.
1: Well, I'm just thinking busy as a woman. You know, that's absolutely true. You're I'm busy. I'm busy as a woman. That's right. That's oh, me. my God. You are busy, aren't you? Did,
2: did you hear uh, Miley Cyrus do her little version of Santa Baby?
1: No. Oh, I hate that song so
2: much. Uh, she did a feminist it, version of it. I think it was Santa Baby. Let me find out for sure. I'm always oh, giving her. false statements, but it was great. Miley <laughs> Fallon, yeah, Santa Baby.
1: Oh, was she on Fallon's show?
2: Yes, Jimmy Fallon, evidently, and uh, the it's the feminist version of Santa Baby. Miley Miley Cyrus singing an updated and feminist version of Santa Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great
1: was it good
2: yeah I thought it was great she's got an interesting voice for a young person she has kind of an older person's voice
1: and she I'll does be, doesn't she yeah a little bit and uh wonder how old she is now I she's
2: in her 20s still I'm sure
1: I guess you know I just I can't I can't keep up I keep thinking they're you know 16 and I mean, like Tanya Tucker. Remember, she was this just phenomenon because she was young and beautiful. And yep. I keep thinking of Tanya Tucker still being 16 years old. And, God, she's probably in her late 40s. Oh, man. probably Maybe, maybe. older.
2: Well, you know, I watched this uh, Willie Nelson birthday special. I had recorded it, and I went ahead and watched it. I guess it was night before last that I watched it. And... <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I, Roseanne Cash, I think it was Roseanne Cash, got up and she did a duet with this person that I thought was Kenny Rogers, not realizing that Kenny Rogers had already died a couple uh-huh. of years ago, and uh, it was actually Chris Christofferson. But I and I, I called who I called my mom and I was talking to her about it and I, I was like. My God, Mom! Kenny Rogers looked awful. He's had way too much surgery on his face. It doesn't even look like him. it <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't him, doing donut, you know. <laughs> well, I
1: imagine, I imagine Kenny Rogers does look pretty bad right now.
2: <laughs> most, most likely, <laughs> if he looks like anything at all. <laughs> most but it to me, it, they sounded alike too. And but this Chris Chris he was my point in telling you, he was so old that he he had obviously done this song before, but he was having to kind of be reminded. It was like he um, was really badly gone in dementia or something, because he, they they kind of brought him up there to the stage and she hung on to him and she kept looking at him in the eyes and like she was encouraging him to sing and she would sort of sing and, and hit, hit the lyrics a little bit, you know, but mostly she sang. Yeah. And, and, and I thought these people really, cause it was going back and it was showing video of them in in, in prior years in kind of their heyday. And so one of them was the uh, who's who's the guy with the Rolling Stones that the joke is how old he is. So it's oh, Keith
1: Richardson, Keith Richards.
2: Yeah, he was there and he did a he did some stuff. And. And I had to realize, well, Keith Richards is younger, much younger than Willie Nelson. But well, right. not much he's <laughs> 10 years younger, 10 years younger than Willie, um. But he's 80 years old and all of them are getting a little long in the tooth. Cheryl Crow came out and she was talking about how 27 years earlier she had got to do her first be on stage with so-and-so for the first time. And I thought, well, I, it doesn't even seem like she's been on the scene 27 years.
1: No, it doesn't, does it? No. She still feels new.
2: She does. She does. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a really good show. They had that uh, Miranda Lambert came out in an Elvis one piece with the fringe hanging down like (laughs) her arms. It was great. That part
1: was good. I like Miranda Lambert. I do
2: too. And uh, I guess Selby and I are working on a a duet. You know, when you're playing, he and I would give the rest of the band a little bathroom break and we uh-huh. did it with a couple of duets and stuff. And so we're working on one called ghost that she has done. And that'll be interesting. Cause I, I think I mostly do that one. So anyway, oh I good, guy, uh, Chris, Chris Stapleton for the first time I've heard his name before, but i have never really listened to him. He has a real strong voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, people seem to not like him for whatever reason, but I thought he did. Oh no,
1: did he get on somebody's bad side? Did they Um, have to cancel him?
2: Evidently, I'm sure. And Jamie Johnson was on it and Warren was on it and Booker was on it. And uh, you know, a lot of the ones that I just really like. It was a good show.
1: Yeah, Oh, it sounds good. I bet I can find it online somewhere.
2: I'll bet you can. So what you've been listening to
1: nothing no I mean I've had a musician as a house guest since Saturday right so um I mean and she she didn't play much around here because she when she was here she was resting but she played an her name instead of saying she her name is SJ Tucker mm-hmm. and her friends call her Suge and she is from Arkansas and she is one of the hottest tickets on the pagan music circuit Wow. And she was at Raven and Crone Sunday. She played a standing room only crowd at Raven and Crone. Great, great concert. And then she was with us last night at Mother Grove's Solstice Ritual. And she played three different songs during the course of that. So I've been indulging in my... Uh, uh, fangirling of Suge while she was here <laughs> and then you I don't you, I don't listen to popular Christmas music when when it comes up on Twitter or somewhere oh and of these five wh- which is your favorite Christmas music and I go Handel's Messiah <laughs> uh Angels we have heard on high uh the Holly and the Ivy yeah I just I just don't listen to popular Christmas music I don't because I don't like it
2: well, you'd have nothing to I mean, Santa here.
1: Baby is not, Santa Baby is not terribly recent, but from that, that moment forward in the genre, I was just like, no, no, thank you. Well, no, thank you very much.
2: It, Christmas has got some creepy ass mu- music, if you ask me.
1: Oh God, it does. You know, our, our caroling, we went out caroling last Thursday in our neighborhood and it was fun. We had a lovely time. There wasn't a big group of us, but we wandered around in the cold, which compared to today was not cold. Yeah. And we sang. And uh, one of our neighbors, who's a he's a part time neighbor, he really lives on a farm in Georgia. He had he had a bottle of uh, peppermint smirnoffs in his pocket, in his inside pocket, jacket pocket, and some of those little tiny plastic cups. And then two other of our neighbors showed up with a thermos full of hot chocolate and a bottle of peppermint schnapps oh, cool. and a bag full of homemade cookies. So I mean we were we were on it. But we were talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer yeah. which is everybody knows that song and and the animation cartoon and all that stuff but you know the what we get from that song is that people are going to mock you and be crappy to you until you can do something for them, and then they're, uh, then all the reindeer loved him. Mm-hmm. And what what kind of message is that to give to children? You just make yourself available, and you do do stuff for them, and they'll like you. Maybe
2: do what you're. No, it's kind of awful. Don't stand out. Do yes, stand don't down. don't be
1: unusual because you won't fit in. Yeah, yeah, all of that.
2: Well, the whole Christmas thing the message is confusing to kids yeah we were talking about last time but or I think it is but I mean we get real focused on we as if I was still a kid kids get real focused on the presence Uh that's real easy to do especially with the the grown-ups kind
1: of letting it happen yes making it happen
2: I think that it's maybe it's a good distraction or something, but right off the bat, if you're a kid, you're going to get confused. So I
1: I guess and uh, and I am not at all a cheerleader for Christianity, as you know, but there was something about if you grew up in a Christian household. There would be other things about Christmas that you would be focused on. You might be in the nativity scene at church, or they might have a Christmas cantata. And if you were in the children's choir, you would have to be going to rehearsals. So you so there were other things. Our good friend Shirley, for years and years, she lived in Alexandria, Virginia, and her church did this big Christmas play. And she either wrote the play or she wrote and directed the play. And that, you know, that kept her going from October on. Believe, and so if yeah. you were involved in stuff like that, it might be less about about the gimme, gimme, gimmies and more about, okay, the, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we're going to do that by this series of events that are going to happen. So it might be different. I don't know. Oh,
2: I mean, I wasn't really sure, yeah. a Christian, but. I'm sure it's different with all of them. And, you know, I remember going to school at Emmanuel Lutheran. And, of course, Christmas there was, they had that, that, the living nativity scene.
1: Oh, yes. Were you in it? Yeah. Who did you play?
2: I can't remember. Probably one of the shepherds or some kid or whatever. I I was
1: the innkeeper's wife. The innkeeper's wife. <laughs> I stood behind the innkeeper and I yawned. That was my ah. big role. I I wanted to be the angel, but, or, and I mean, I, it'd been nice to be Mary, but I wasn't cute enough to be Mary.
2: I, it didn't even occur to me any of that. I just, uh, I thought that was interesting and we would, everybody, there'd be like a frenzy of activity getting ready yeah. for it. You know, and then people would drive and they'd slowly drive by and they'd see yes their kid out there and they'd wave at them and it'd be minus 20 outside. Right.
1: <laughs> it was always cold. And you had on your, your mama's or your daddy's long underwear under your robe, like that. under yes. your bathrobe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, that's another thing. Um, back in the day, a lot of times in school right before Christmas time, I mean, around here, is that you would be making some kind of gift for your mama and gift for your daddy, or you'd make ornaments for the tree or whatever. And that, so you were focused on that too. Yeah. But this focus on the gimme give I just don't think that's healthy for, for anybody, adults or children.
2: But, but that's what I saw in West Asheville with my cronies over in Malvern Hills there. They were sitting around and, you know, compare their notes. From the Sears catalog to each other you know about that and that was really the extent of it we really didn't we didn't we didn't do anything unless the grown-ups told us to help with some sort of ornament making or something and we Mm -hmm. now all of us would do some of that make string popcorn or do whatever whatever yeah for those of you who don't know string and popcorn is something people would do, and then they'd put it on the Christmas tree as ornament, as
1: tinsel. And cranberries, we did cranberries cranberries too. We weren't sophisticated enough. Cranberries were expensive, so we would do a thing that was like uh, cranberries and popcorn together, but then the the cranberries would bleed onto the popcorn and it'd either get really weird, bloody looking, or (laughs) it would get too soft and it would fall off the string.
2: We, we would get that uh, construction paper and cut those chains those chains and do those linked chains. And, and the longer we could do that, the better. And we could and do that now.
1: I'm going to show you this right here at my elbow, which is a whole bunch of cut-up pieces of paper. Because every year we go down to Joe's sisters for Thanksgiving. And he and the the little girls, which are... Our great nieces, they do a giant paper chain. And this year it stretched all the way to the street, down the driveway, all the way to the street. They were so proud of themselves. Oh my goodness. Wow.
2: What do they do with it afterwards?
1: It goes on their tree at home, the children's tree at home, and it fit perfectly.
2: That's pretty interesting. Well, we would, yeah, I don't know what ever happened to ours. I don't remember. But it was always a good time of year. And it, and it, it seemed like because we knew we were going to have some time out of school, it created a real important time. So, and I, and I knew that I would see all my family and that was a big deal. That was a big deal to me. So, so yeah, my kid year kind of revolved around it, but there wasn't that much religion there. I would think about the religious subjects. And then I, I, I would just kind of think about them, you know. They'd show up from time to time in one of those uh, Christmas specials, one of those claymation specials, like Little Drummer Boy. Do you remember that
1: one? Oh golly! And what a ter—another terrible Christmas song. <laughs> like who the hell wants wants you to come and drum for a baby, a newborn baby? Or the mama who might in fact have a split and headache at this point. It's like, what? Most
2: likely, I hadn't yeah. thought of that. <laughs> I <don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> and and all those claymation Jesuses always looked like some version of Glenn Campbell. Have you ever noticed that? In those claymation
1: shows? <laughs> well, I mean, Glenn Campbell was no angel, but he certainly. <laughs> Played and sang like an angel, didn't he?
2: He did. Well, do you remember? You remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that claymation one, for With, citizens, uh, yeah being hunted by the whoever, whoever, you know that whole series oh, of them.
1: And uh, who is it? Bert Ives? No, what is his Ives? Burl Ives. Burl, Burl Ives. Ives, the as the snowman. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes.
2: I love those. I have to see those every year. The, that's the that's the thing that I have to see every year, and I like to see um, I like to see one new old Christmas thing every year if I can.
1: A new old one, like you've never seen it, but it, it's been there.
2: Yeah, there's a lot like of like what them.
1: what is that sweet old one? Is it Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Yeah. Something like that. That's a that's a sweet one. Seen that one, and it is a sweet one. But uh, I've I've didn't see a
2: lot of the ones from the seventies, and there was a whole bunch of them, plethora of them. Everybody had a oh. Christmas special. Yeah. I uh, I I've, I've recently watched the Saturday Night Live Christmas special, and it was which just, one? I don't know. I don't who was know. in it? It had clip after clip after clip. It was vintage. Oh. Clothes. It was got hilarious. It, got it. I so bet. so they, they yeah. So they had all those years of that that group, that Christmas group going do 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 <laughs> not even making any faces at all. and and it was Jimmy Fallon and I can't remember, but it was hilarious. Sarah Not Live, oh, people are pieces. I wish every show was as smart and interesting as the S N L skits
1: are. As the best of the SNL well, skits are. Yes. I mean some are, are pretty off. Mm-hmm. Do
2: do you have a favorite Christmas television show?
1: I don't know. I mean um I don't know that they're Christmas shows because you know I love Child's Christmas in Wales. That's a that's a BBC thing I think. And um there's one uh, the Dead, which doesn't sound like it would be Christmassy, but it is. It's very good. Uh, John Huston directed that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I have a favorite. I tend to like them all. I don't like Hallmark Fall in Love at the Holidays movies. Yeah, I don't like those. They, they bore me.
2: I'm looking up John Huston right
1: now with The Dead. I, I don't know that I've ever it's, seen
2: any of the Hallmark. and
1: it, It's old and it's got uh, Angelica in it. Oh. And it's set in Victorian era or Edwardian era Ireland.
2: It's, and it's just
1: nice. just it beautiful.
2: Looks like it. The Dead is a 1987 drama directed by John Houston, written by his son Tony Houston and starring his daughter Angelica Houston.
1: Yeah. And it's really good.
2: Wow. Yeah, you know what? I might have to watch that.
1: You you should watch it. I'm I'm trying to think. There's a really famous Irish actor, so keep talking. I'm gonna go get the video. Okay.
2: First published this is a, it's an adaptation of a short story of the same name by James Joyce, who yeah. I think most of us have heard of James Joyce, which was first published in nineteen fourteen as the last story in The Dubliners, an international co-production between the United Kingdom, the United States. And West Germany, the film was.
1: Huge. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Let's see, uh, um, the, Donald McCann. Yes, that I couldn't remember his name. Donald McCann. He was. I think he's dead now. He was the quintessential, elegant but passionate Irish actor. Oh wow! I just love him, and you know I'm a huge fan of James Joyce, I, I and this James is one of the most. This is the most some of the most accessible James Joyce because it's uh it's a short story for one thing. So it doesn't it doesn't do some of what we expect from Joyce, which is all that all that talking, all that talking. Oh, oh it's so good though. So good.
2: Well I'm I'm a huge fan of Angelica Houston.
1: Me too. I just wonderful actor. Yeah.
2: She's she's very underrated. Very underrated. So yeah very underrated well cool now i've got something i'm going to watch thank you <laughs> because, it's good you know most um, of the stuff that i watch yeah i don't necessarily go for quality i go for something i haven't seen yet most of mm-hmm. the, stuff, a lot of it is just crap there is a lot of crap when it comes to christmas uh movies and stuff just well
1: milk. did you see the hallmark movie that they just filmed at the Biltmore? no because some of my friends who are who live around here are actors were in it and from the from the family of the actors who were in it I heard oh it's so wonderful it's so wonderful but everybody else was like oh my god it was such crap (laughs) but I mean it's it's the same stupid formula you know I think this had time travel in it too because that's a hot thing but I don't know I mean, love stories at Christmas—that's fine yeah. if that's what you want to do. But I'm—I'm I'm all about ghosts and ancestors at Christmas. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: The—the—the uh, the, the Christmas story is the Dickens one.
1: And that, oh yeah, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Where the the ghosts come to straighten you out. What if we could send some ghosts over to the Congress?
2: Would it do any good? No. I don't, know I don't
1: think so. Unless I they, wish it would, but I don't think it will.
2: I don't think it would do any good either. I'm not sure what. I think we're also busy being stupid. That, we, that there's. I think we've gone too far. I think there's no turning back it now.
1: <laughs> it's all gone too far. Far too far. Far too far.
2: <laughs> I know. If my grandfather had been alive for to see this. He he would be so shocked. He would of course I know a lot of people say that about their relatives too.
1: Well, I I can remember thinking when that crap went down on January the sixth and there were Nazi flags inside the halls of Congress that one of my first thought thoughts was, I'm glad my father did not live to see this.
2: I I thought about my dead relatives too. Yeah. Sure did. I was there in the dining room at the little house,
1: uh huh. And
2: I had just gotten that tiny little flat TV um, to have there, and I saw it that day, and I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I just kept watching it, just, and I was, was, shocked. was
1: shocked. Well, it, for for me, it was the same kind of shock that I had uh, at nine eleven. Where I just sat there looking at the TV going, Oh, sh- surely this is not what it looks like it is. And then, um, and then they hit the second tower, and I was just, I was, I don't know what I was appalled, horrified, all those things.
2: Uh, in denial for me a little bit. Yeah. For both of them. Yeah. And I saw the, I saw the January 6th thing and at the time they weren't calling it an insurrection yet. They, they weren't calling it anything. They were just reporting on what was happening, you know, as it was happening. And so they hadn't really given anything a title yet, but I remember thinking in my privately, I remember thinking, well, now wait a minute. If I saw this happening in another country, what would I call it?
1: Right, you'd call and,
2: it a coup, and yeah, that's those that the word that came in my mind, and and I remember when I realized that I got still, I was just like, "Holy yeah. shit!"
1: Exactly, "Holy, holy shit!" What's yeah. going on? Everything changes again, and I was right. I hate. Well, that. and it's one of those situations. Listen, listen to us. We started talking about Christmas, and now oh, we've yeah. just gone on to the holiday episode. <laughs> um, the thing that that now i don't even know what it does to me but when i hear people talk about oh but it wasn't like that at all i think we watched it we watched it on tv we saw how it was we saw them breaking the glass with the bollards that held up the the rope to guide people and we saw that we saw it yeah. um We saw the man with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. We saw it. We saw pictures of it. And now they say, well, no, that didn't didn't really happen. Well, I mean, they could have doctored it because God knows with AI now anything is possible, but they didn't. They didn't doctor it. Well, you know, those people did that. They've admitted to it. And a few of them have actually gone to jail, but none of the people that organized it have. And I don't think they ever will.
2: I don't know. Well, you know, Giuliani is convinced that there's going to be a, another government in place here any day now because yeah. he was fine and it was a hundred million dollars more than what the two women had asked for. <clears throat> and he went out and immediately did the same thing again, which now there's another lawsuit against him by those uh-huh. women.
1: I heard that this yeah, morning yeah. where they're like, listen, buddy, if you don't go and keep saying it, we're just going to keep taking you to court.
2: Yeah. And he, he even said to him, he said, well, you know, if, when, if, if there was a fair process, a fair jury in place, a fair, and they're just convinced that at any minute now, this whole new new government is going to be up and going, you know, you know, the one, the shadow government that's going on now that, Is really running the country, but they're in the shadows for whatever reason. They're just, these folks are really convinced that that's going to come around and it's going to fix everything. They're not going to have to worry about being arrested or any of that. Any
1: of that. uh Uh-uh. That's When the Savior comes, when the Savior comes, we're all going to be saved. That's right. That's horrifying. It's all horrifying.
2: It is. And, you know, when Santa Claus comes down my chimney, I'm going to have every toy I ever wanted.
1: And a pony. And a pony. I said that last night in the solstice ritual. I, I was. It sounded like I was being very serious, and I was, about wishing everyone good health and prosperity, peace, and what everybody really wants, which is a pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to come, and then
2: I looked up, and the time was so close, and I thought, Every time I get ready to go to something that's going to have a crowd at the last minute, I talk myself out of it. No,
1: that's, that's wise because you're still dealing with so much leftover from COVID. That makes perfect sense. But I mean, we had people there from Texas. Wow. From Georgia, two different batches from Tennessee, uh, downstate North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I mean, all over the place all over the place it, it was a good ritual i bet you it was it it was a good evening yeah mm-hmm. we did lots of fun stuff we danced and we had music and we sang and we went outside and wassled that big old sycamore in the front of the parish hall i love we it. did it all did it all nice. it's good very nice well you know i hope
2: people listening to this are you know maybe they're listening and it's december 24th sunday and if that's that's case, right merry christmas y'all
1: merry christmas to eve everybody. y'all yeah merry
2: christmas you
1: don't and, say- and i'm gonna be doing while while listening to this i will be eating the traditional italian christmas eve supper which is the feast of seven fishes mm. and we will eat seven different kinds of seafood
2: Yes, I've done that. That's like
1: fun. Our mm, buddy, it's uh, yummy. It's a it's, yummy, yummy thing. It is the
2: best. And I'll be on the road. On the road again. I'll be traveling yep. down to Tennessee. To, uh, to my Tennessee.
1: little place. to you know? Tennessee. Well, I, hope the, I hope the road is good to you. I'm Sometimes thinking. that road ain't good. Well, I'll take the back way.
2: I don't go on the interstate. I take the back way. I get there at the same time as everybody else. Well,
1: what back way do you take?
2: A uh, back. You go back through Weaver Vegas there, and and then you oh, shoot. I don't remember. Isn't, oh, you go up nineteen twenty three. I guess that would be it. It's it never once gets into an interstate situation until you get till right before you get to the town, and uh, I I really like going that route.
1: It really is. Yeah, that's really, how that's how we go to uh, to our daughters. Is that I'm on Future Twenty Six until right after Mars Hill, and then I get on Nineteen Twenty Three and go on from there.
2: Nineteen Twenty Three used to be
1: where it was at. Uh, it still is, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Let's see. I'll I'll tell you the exact name of the road. But yeah, so we're gonna. Let my little nephew host Christmas this year in his new your year. little
1: nephew Kyle.
2: Yeah, and I'm excited about it myself. Let's see, it is. Yeah, because because I'm going to Newport, Tennessee, because that's where his home is. So so I go that backward. Yeah, it just is not going to be any problem. It's 42 miles as the crow flies. Yeah, and it's the difference between it. The route that I take and the route that uh, is recommended that has 40 on it and all of that is mm-hmm. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So to me, yeah. the lack of stress yeah. is worth it. Because instead yeah. of having to see all these other cars and all this construction and all these billboards and stuff, what I see is a river mm-hmm. most of the trip and that's it. So yay
1: for that. And maybe I'll see Santa Claus. You never know. I could see Santa. You sure could. I hope it brings you. What do you want Santa to bring you? I, I, organizational skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's good.
2: Yeah. I don't need any candy. I don't really need him to give me any money or anything, but. I wouldn't mind some more organizational skills or a better short-term memory. How about you?
1: Well, I always want a pony. A I mean, I used to have a pony, but I don't need more. Um, What do, What do I want for Christmas? I don't, I don't know. I don't need a darn thing. Oh. I want some time off. I want to be able to sleep deeply and long and rest my body. Yeah, we we were coming in. I was coming in last night and had to pull my car real far back because I had a house guest and I wanted them to be able to park in the back, too, because we've had a rash in our neighborhood of people breaking into cars. But I didn't think they would if the car was in the back and they didn't. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I, I was in an unfamiliar, parked in an unfamiliar place and I got out of the car and got my purse and locked the car. And somehow, I don't know if I tripped on something or if it was slick or whatever, but I fell, and I fell between the car and the stone wall where I had my perennials, Yeah, and I just, I just laid there for a few seconds, and the wind was not blowing through me, and it was so pleasant. I just laid there going, oh, this is so nice. The car blocks it from one side. The garden blocks it from the other. I did finally get up, but yeah, it was it was kinda of pleasant to be out of the wind. Because yeah. I mean that sucker last night was awful.
2: Awful. It was a whipper wind, that's for sure. That's for sure. I had
1: a bunch of clothes on. It's not like I skimped around and was wearing some floofy little cotton uh festival dress. I I had on serious clothes, but yeah. It's, it was vindy vindy vindy.
2: It was, you know, uh I always no matter where I'm at usually anyway, I, before I go to sleep for whatever reason, I want to go walk outside for a second. I always do. I just, even if it's cold, I'll just walk outside, look around, take a couple breaths. And then I go back inside and lock the door and go to bed. And Mm -hmm. last night it was, it was ridiculously cold. Yeah. I, I went in really fast and then While while I was getting ready to go to sleep, I thought about turning on the TV for the weather because it was, you know, it's time for the weather and I didn't. Instead, I just left everything quiet and I listened to that wind And and I go and look and there was a street light there and we had snow going sideways. Yep. I haven't seen that for a while. We had thunder snow the day before that.
1: Yes, we did.
2: So I don't
1: know. And I don't know why I'm smiling about that. That's not a good omen. <laughs> it's a, it's, but yeah, but by God, we did. Happen. That's for sure. You well, it. Last night, we were, when we were offloading out of our cars uh, to go do the ritual, it was snowing and windy, but it wasn't yet 20 degrees. So it was just, ooh, brr. Let's get in. Burr, brr, brr. Um but yeah, leaving last night it was it was very, very sharp. Mm-hmm. Well uh, So laying on the ground felt good because the wind couldn't get to me. Oh. I can just that's a what a picture you drew right there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, I just slipped, so I didn't, And I'm short, so so I didn't get hurt. I didn't even get bruised. It was just like, oh, the earth, I'm on it now. Yay. (laughs) I love you, earth. (laughs) (laughs) Grounding
2: for real. This is how you ground, people.
1: This is how you Uh, really
2: do
1: it. Well, and also I was tired, so in addition to being cold and windy and all that, I was tired. It was just like, oh, I'm lying down now. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I don't
2: know. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you,
1: nothing. Glad you didn't get hurt. Thank you. So, I, you know, at this point in the holiday season, I am just, I don't know that I can feel anything from about the nose down. I'm just, I'm tired. I need to get some real sleep. And i here's the thing I'm tired of saying I'm tired. I need to get some rest and not be tired.
2: I had uh, my first, excuse me, my second good night's rest in a number of weeks because I'd been going back down into flare land again, mm-hmm. slowly, and then uh, a couple of things, a couple of things happened and I took a couple of things and now I'm back, not there in flare land. That's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Merry Christmas! Well, do y'all
2: have any Christmas tree rituals? Like the day before Christmas, you bring in the
1: tree, or do you keep your tree up for a long time? Or, well, we don't actually celebrate Christmas, so for us, it's all about solstice.
2: Solstice,
1: and and we put up our tree, and we have a little artificial tree because we, you know, we're not home really. Um, and that got decorated when I had time to decorate it. So it's decorated now. Okay. I wanted to decorate it in time for that party last week. And then um, and then it'll come down uh, on January the 1st. That's the superstition in my family that has to come down on the 1st.
2: Okay. Every, everybody's family has got their own yeah. pretty strict rules about the tree. Have you noticed? And
1: And some like high church and... Catholic and Episcopal families don't take the tree down until Epiphany. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, how about you? Um all
2: those rules kind of went out the window a few years ago. Uh as and cat dog has pretty much sent the rest of them away because he's he's not the kind of cat that we can have a cat a tree around. No. He will demolish it. I'm telling you, he's like, he's he's his own wrecking company. If if I something and it's not, it's gone.
1: If I can find it, I will forward to you a video I saw today of people who thought they were going to be clever and they tied their tree from the ceiling and the cat just kept climbing and climbing until it could get to it and launched itself onto this hanging christmas tree Uh, it it was just amazing to
2: watch yeah they if you bring something like that in to around cat dog and it's a new element that he hasn't been introduced to yet that he would go insane so our our christmas rituals have been greatly altered until he calms down
1: some yeah yeah, I
2: used to have some just some things, but no more. This cat's too. Well,
1: what were what were the things?
2: Well, about the tree, my yeah. I, my tree. I was a snob. Oh, I wanted a real tree. uh uh-huh. one thing I always wanted a real tree, and if we could replant it, that would be better. And uh, so, I, and I wanted I wanted a tree that was big and fat like my body. They say you want a tree like your body. So I wanted big tree that would take up the whole room, if possible. And uh, I I just, I just, there weren't rules about it as far as I was concerned. But, but there were things that I liked about Christmas every year. I like my ornaments. I like the things that I had on it. You know, it's my stuff. I like that stuff.
1: (laughs) How about us? Yeah, me too. And we've got so much stuff that. 'Cause we used to do a big tree and now we do a little tree. So there's tubs of stuff that we don't use every year. But I'm I'm fussy about the order that things go on. Oh. So first the lights have to go on. Mm-hmm. And you need to you need to put the lights on while they're plugged in so you can see how they look. Yeah. Then after that the garland goes on. Mm-hmm. Because I don't wanna knock down my hand blown German glass ornaments because I'm whacking around Plastic beads. Yeah. Then after that, the ornaments can go on, yeah. and then the very last thing that goes on are the icicles. Do
2: you, and
1: you'll do icicles then. I do, and I, I I overheard or I would I don't know conversation somewhere in social media about people saying, "What the hell are icicles for?" I just can't figure it out why would anybody put that on their tree. And I really I wanted to take time to explain to them. That back in the day, because trees are not, we haven't been doing that hundreds and hundreds of years in this country, or certainly in Appalachia, that trees used to have little clips in which you put a candle, and you set all the candles alight, oh. and it was living fire on the tree, and everything was moving. Yep. Well, then we got electric lights for the tree, and icicles were to give us the illusion of living fire on the tree. And that's why we have them, so because they're always in motion, and they used to be. You know, the first icicles that we got in this country, for sure, and I guess everywhere, were um, made of lead. They were tiny. They were thin strips of lead. I didn't realize. And they evidently they hung very kind of heavily on the tree. Yes, so. And looked like and looked like ice on the tree, but of course we haven't seen those in a long time because I mean they're lead. Yeah. You couldn't put those on and then not go wash your hands or lick your fingers or something.
2: Well the tree was pretty toxic. Most of the of the ornaments were mercury vapor ornaments. Exactly. The glass, yeah. tiny little glass and if it if it shattered it would explode and then the uh, oh. the puff of mercury that would come and
1: out. And I I remember your story about that. Yeah. About the tree falling over and everything just exploded. Oh yeah, pop, 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 It sounded
2: like uh, artillery.
1: Horrifying.
2: That's why That's why I, I was so scared. Because I, I thought, see, I, I was deep in a hypnosis, a relaxation, hypnosis, entrainment. And I was deep in it. And hearing that, it was like trying to swim up to the surface uh, and you being 20 feet down. You know, I was yeah. trying to get yeah. to the surface. And I could hear these pop, 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 And it was like artillery. I thought that we were being bombed by someone. How
1: so terrifying.
2: Yeah, it was hilarious. It was hilarious, but it was awful. It of
1: course. Well, of course, yeah. Lost so many. Uh, the, other thing, the other thing I put on my tree are gold balls to symbolize the return of the sun. Okay. And I also put apples on the tree. I mean, these are little paper mache apples, but to talk about now it's the beginning of the agricultural year again. So I have lots of symbolic stuff and then a bunch of, you know, stuff from friends and stuff that our daughter made. We have a bunch of skeletons and devils on the tree. We started doing them. that with with my nephew who is now in his forties. When he was little, somehow a leftover one of those little plastic figurines that was a devil got left over from Halloween, I guess. And we put a, we were helping my mother do her tree. And we wrapped one of the wire hangers around the little devil's neck and hung it on the tree. And we told our nephew, it was the Christmas devil. And oh. he got so mad. He said, get that off the tree. That's not Christmas. Get off the tree. We're like, no, it's very important. It's a Christmas devil. So we have a Christmas devil on our tree.
2: That's less scary <laughs> than those damn elf on the shelf things. Those
1: are t- <laughs> I have a bunch of elves and gnomes and trolls, too. All the little people are here.
2: They are well represented. I know. Absolutely. I, your house is cool at
1: Christmas. Your house is oh, cool. At Perry, our house, Halloween and Christmas, those are our two big ones. <laughs> yeah. And well, we we set up the, we've got one of those old manger scenes. It's like a barn that has a, you can put a light through from the, from the outside. So it's the, it's the uh, star and there's an angel on top and all that. And we have got like a blue million little tiny plastic things like from Happy Meals and stuff like that that are all around. So there's a fire truck and there's a Hagrid from Harry Potter and I think there's a Buddha powerful. up there. Yeah, and a penguin and <laughs> Barbie, Lisa Simpson. Yeah, it's pretty crazy looking. I love. But it. I used to, I used to do that when I was a kid. Is that I was the one who got to set up the nativity scene, and I always wonder whatever happened to those pieces. But they were Italian uh, plaster. It was an Italian plaster set, and I don't remember how my dad brought it back from the war or what, but. Uh, I would every year I would get mad about something having to do with Christmas and I would be the one doing the manger, the nativity scene. And I'd end up putting fire trucks and cowboys and all kinds of stuff. I've been doing that since I was probably a nasty little teenager, probably 14 or 15.
2: We didn't have. So
1: I love seeing it. Still got them dragons. There's some dragons in there.
2: That's so cool.
1: There's a little bitty car that has a Minnie mouse in it. Oh, it has Mickey and Minnie. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Nice.
2: <laughs> well, I I I don't have anything cool like that in my house about Christmas that I know of, although I've got some an old Victorian ornament that is a moon. And oh it has a moon with a face in it. and all of that. that sounds wonderful That i like yeah and I've got I've got an old or two old hand-painted uh light bulbs and they're oh nice light bulbs and I can't remember what they're painted like shepherds or something like that so uh-huh. I like I ended up with a lot of Christmas stuff because I rescued a lot of it at yard sales yeah me too somebody would be cleaning out grandma's house and and they'd have boxes of shiny brights and they just want yes. to
1: get rid of it. Oh my god, I love shiny brights. Me too. I'm looking right now The it's shiny brights on this tree. Yeah. And I would just, you know, I I wouldn't like the thought of,
2: well, they're just going to throw these away if they don't if somebody doesn't take them. You well, know. And and, and you
1: them. get them you get them for like 50 cents for a box of beautiful hand blown glass ornaments. Used just cuz they're out of style
2: you used to not anymore
1: well i mean to be fair i've not seen ornaments like at a thrift stop a thrift shop i haven't seen those kind of ornaments in years it's and true
2: if you want to find them at a at a yard sale or thrift store the the seventh day adventists have the best one and whenever whenever the seventh day adventists have a a, a sale because they do that periodically up near my house I will try and go and I'll, I'll holler at you next time when I know. Okay. Yeah, do. I'd love that. Yeah. And they, they have, you can tell that they've got their congregation is getting older and there's just, you know, downsizing some of their stuff. And I have to tell you the best stuff I ever got was my grandma called me and some folks who had had uh, lots of lights in their yard and stuff for years They were getting older and retiring and let it be known that they were going to sell all their Christmas stuff. Wow! And she gave, I had a little money for my birthday saved up and I went there and I got, they had these big wooden cutout things. Uh, It wasn't really a manger scene. It was uh, some people singing like an angel singing and uh, some carolers. And then there was a Santa in a sleigh. And these were full size wooden cutouts. Painted perfect. Wow. perfect. And uh, I later found the, the patterns for them on eBay and just because I wanted to have just to have them. And they they still had the correct number of paint. They had the paint numbers for it and everything. Um, and they were from
1: 1936.
2: Oh my god. And I still have them in my front yard. When I get to stuff in my front yard now. And yeah, that was the best thing I ever did. And they just wanted somebody to, who was going to take care of them, of the stuff that they did. And they had cut that stuff by hand, built it by, by hand and all of that. And I bought as much as I, I, I spent every penny I had that day and on their Christmas ornaments and I will never regret it
1: just no.
2: makes me happy
1: to think that I'm keeping it going cuz you know that's almost 100 years old yeah isn't that weird to think almost 100 years old
2: yeah well your house is 100 years old coming up in the more,
1: next year or more so. well the house I'm in right now is more than 100 years is old it? is it wow. and it's like 125 years old
2: yeah <laughs> this place is yeah. 50 years old <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's crazy i've yeah. got some friends in from texas and i keep saying just come home come on back and they you know they can't because they can't afford to live here now it's
2: this place it's it's always had a lot of conflict when it comes to to people living here there have been people who wanted to live here that were not in not welcome here for a number of years yep it yeah. was really out in the open about it. Remember, Peter Graves did that book, Walk Across America in 1976. And he talked yeah. about how welcome he was all over the country, except for up in Western North Carolina. And they made it clear that he wasn't welcome. He wasn't welcome here. And so it seems like there's always been controversy around the subject. Because yeah, you're right. Go, they say look what we've got well we don't want to share this and and of course then you get to 2023 and the thought that i have is how irresponsible would it be to let let it continue to be over over developed and overused it's not a matter of i don't want to share it's a matter of I'd, i'd like for it to continue I yeah. like us to continue to have beautiful mountains and the diversity of plants and not animals too. Not to mention, you know. Oh, hey, it's a really happy. <laughs> I know,
1: <laughs> y'all, y'all. We uh, we are we're gonna turn over a new leaf. Yeah. Uh, in January, it's gonna be all. It's gonna be way shinier, way shinier. Well. <laughs> Well, but know. I wanna I wanna say this to to our friends that are listening too is that we we get it. We get that twenty twenty three has been challenging for an awful yes. lot of people. It's been hard, it's been heartbreaking, but we've we've stuck stuck together all through it. And I got faith that we're gonna make it even beyond beyond.
2: Well, I think so too. So Maybe I should go back and cut out all the the depressing stuff we said. No, Would no, I, I, think, I think I think
1: I think it's it's being authentic. Oh well, because for a lot of people, you know, you're looking back over the year and going, God, this was the year that X, Y, Z happened. These true. are the people I that died this year. These are the babies that were born this year. All of that, all okay. of that.
2: That's true. If you if you go back, if I say, think about Christmas past and the ones that you might have had a good memory of what would that be i
1: don't i don't have a lot of good memories about christmas Not. um i guess uh it was always it was always fun well not always fun but i always liked going up on the mountain and cutting a tree but it was always too big i I couldn't eyeball it right it was always too big and (laughs) then my dad would get mad and yeah, I mean, I just don't have, we'd go over to my grandmother's and that was nice and we ate chocolate covered cherries. But yeah, there was always too much alcohol, too much fighting, too much all of that. So yeah. so that's why I invent Christmas the way I want it to be because when, when I was growing up, it was never, ever good.
2: Well, Christmas for you now is magic. It's
1: magic. Absolutely it is because yeah, I don't celebrate great Christmas, great. I celebrate solstice.
2: Yeah, well, a holiday. Yeah.
1: Holiday. Yeah. So now it's exactly what I need and what I want.
2: Yeah. I but, was, yeah. You know, I people have these big expectations about Christmas. And I did too, you know, because I had big Christmases when I was a kid. I was yeah. old, rotten. Uh, and hey, I can admit it. I was the only girl on both sides and first kid on both sides and all oh, that. And I just assumed that everything revolved around me.
1: <laughs> and at Christmas, as it does, as it does.
2: I guess, but at Christmas I think they they really tried to make that happen and that yeah. that that gave me some magical Christmas. And what it also did is set me up to have a really unrealistic expectation of Christmas, okay? Oh, well. Interesting. I mean, think about it. If you start out with these magical Christmases, and then at some point your Christmas toned itself down to be just wonderful and maybe not magical, but wonderful or something, then you know that's. I mean, think about it. And so, at first, when I was a young adult, I was yeah pretty disappointed and because I couldn't I didn't have any money to give anybody else one of those big Christmases. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't really have anybody to give that to. So I was, you know, I had the I was a little disappointed. And then I can't remember what it was. Something happened and and whatever it was, I just I just said, well, you know, I don't really care if that's not the important thing to me. And I kind of had a Christmas reset. And huh. it's been a lot easier since then. My Christmas, yeah. I don't have an expectation now. And I, I, I'm i always glad that that's the way it is. Because I have some Christmases that are bigger than others. Some Christmases have a lot of people in them. Some Christmases don't. <laughs> you know, I don't really have any big traditions anymore. You know. But they all manage to be good in their own way.
1: Oh, that's good. That's really beautiful.
2: That's the way it is for you, too, right?
1: No, I, Christmas is always, since I've been an adult and since I've had my own home, it's always been a really pretty special time. Mm-hmm. And not big. I mean, we don't do big Christmases, but yeah, we do good Christmases. We do it good. Yeah. Plus, I get to bake and give people cakes, and I love doing that. Make candy and all that stuff that I don't do all year long. Yeah. And that's I, a lot of fun, too.
2: That's the thing. I get to listen to Christmas music, which I love Christmas music.
1: Me, too. Me,
2: too. I do, and I just, I had it on. I love I love to sing
1: Christmas music. Me, too. I really, me, too. And, and next year, me and you, next year, me and you, while Weird Mountain Gals, we're going to go caroling somewhere. Let's do it. We'll nab yeah. us a couple of other people and we'll just figure out how we're going to go caroling. And we'll I, do it.
2: You know I will now. You know I will. It'd be
1: I... fun. I know you will.
2: We'll, we'll get Selby to come accompany us.
1: Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Even if he just came and sang with us. That'd be yep. good. I I doubt we
2: could get him. You know, he's like the rest of those musicians. He doesn't like Christmas music. And it just tears me up. Huh. It does. It tears me up. Well, I mean, he doesn't express a hate for it or anything, but he just never really chooses it. And I do. I've actually got it on the radio stations here and all of that. I listen to Christmas music. I like it.
1: Me too. I've got a whole bunch of uh, Christmas CDs that I've got out that I'm listening to.
2: Do you ever listen to any of that really disrespectful, funny Christmas stuff?
1: Um. Like grandma got run over, run over by a reindeer, that kind of stuff,
2: yeah. Sort of, yeah. There's yeah, a sometimes. out there uh, called Christmas in Frisco. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll have to look that one up, and it's under the Soma FM stations. And okay, it's- station and Christmas, but now it's an adult Christmas music station, so yeah, just fair warning. Some of the content is explicit.
1: <laughs> no, do you think it would shock me? Oh no, no it not won't that. Shock you. <laughs> maybe some of the listeners though. <laughs> so
2: I'm gonna get to see my my living relatives, and that's good. I love that, yep, I already see my dead ones, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're around all the time, aren't they? yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to ask you what you're going to make for supper tonight. Uh, I don't
2: know. I don't have a clue. I might eat,
1: well, I'm going to tell you me. what I'm going to make because I got some leftover soup. We're going to have that. And then we're going to have about one of those uh, rotisserie chickens. And we had that last night with our house guest. And there's more of that leftover. So we're going to have some chicken and salad. That's that's going to be supper tonight. I might even have a big old glass of red wine.
2: That sounds good.
1: Doesn't that sound yummy?
2: Yes, yes. I've got groceries scheduled to go be packed into my car here in about an hour. So I ordered... Oh, girl,
1: it's going to be so cold in an hour.
2: Yes. But
1: at least... (laughs) Yes, it is. It's going to be cold.
2: I can. What can you say? I'll have my car warmed up, I guess. I found out that... With my car, I cannot turn it on, let it idle, shut the door and lock it. it. Won't let me. Huh. It'll literally unlock it. So I have to sit in there when it's when it's warming up or else I have to take a chance and you know.
1: Uh yeah, I kind of envy those people who can uh click the car to start from inside the house. Mm-hmm. And then they go out Uh, Kind of, but I mean, I don't mind. I don't really mind it because I'm not somebody that has to be at work at eight o'clock every morning during the winter. So I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right with it. So next time we record, we'll be recording for the new year.
2: No, it's going to be so
1: this is going to come out Christmas Eve. And so that one will come out New Year's Eve. Come out on the 30, 31st New Year's Eve. Oh, boy. So, next week, we're going to have to drink champagne and wear silly hats. Auspicious. Well, so- Miss Alicia, it's been great talking to you. I hope at some point I'm going to get this little gift I've got to you, for you. Well, yeah. And um, you have a wonderful Christmas. You, too. And I hope Thank everybody you. else listening does, too. We want them to have the best holiday, whatever it is. Now Hanukkah's already done, so if if they're having Hanukkah, they've already had that. They've had um, a crazy night. Had that? They have. <laughs> Y'all have a wonderful time. Be with family, whether it is your chosen family or your blood family or both, and and remember that there's a lot you learned this year, and there's a lot you survived this year, and 2024 is gonna be. New and different, and somewhat the same. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go make supper. Y'all be good.
2: Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.